Welcome to the Young Woman Podcast. This is a podcast for ambitious young women. I'm your host, Elise O'Halloran, and this episode is in collaboration with Ice House Ventures, a venture capital firm backing Kiwi founders with unique insights building global companies. In this series, we are speaking to brave and innovative female founders and investors, sharing their success stories, ambitions, learnings, and advice, leaving you ready and inspired to achieve your big dreams and goals, whatever they are. Just do the thing that you like and it makes you happy, regardless of or overthinking if it's gonna go well or wrong. It's like just just do it. Because at the end, like we spend a lot of hours of our life working. So it's good to work or do the things that you really that makes you happy. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sandra. It is very exciting to have you on the podcast, and I'm interested to hear some more about the work that you're doing. Um, So you're a trained chemical engineer, and you've gone on to complete your PhD in biomedical engineering. Could you talk us through some of the highlights of your academic career? Yes, sure, Elise. Um, It's been a pleasure to be here talking with you today. Thank you very much for inviting So although I taught a few papers at AUT, uh, my academic career was uh, mainly focused on human airway research. So looking mainly at uh, sleeping disorders, for example, sleep apnea, and uh, um, respiratory therapies, for example, um, ventilators or CPAP devices, and looking at the effect of those therapies on the airway tissue like on those epithelial cells. So it's been a beautiful journey, I have to say. I was able to collaborate with other research institutes in other countries and apply knowledge to very specific applications, learning, learning a lot, and sharing knowledge, developing new skills. So honestly, that made me grow um, in my career, but as well, like personally. Yeah, that's amazing. And the space that you've been studying in and that you're working in, you know, historically, it has been quite a male-dominated industry um, and area. Have you, how have you navigated this? And I guess what would your advice be to other young females in this space? So, yeah, unfortunately, that's right. And we need, we need female engineers, engineers, please. <laughs> um Well, the reason why I choose to study chemical engineering is because I always like maths, building stuff, physics, chemistry, biology. So everything aligned quite well on studying chemical engineering. And to be honest, it was, I had the best time, like studying at uni. I enjoy a lot with all my colleagues and, and yeah, I mean, I will encourage like, if you, that's what you like to do, just go for it. Don't overthink it. And um, a good friend told me as well, like in, it's, it's instead of trying to fit in these male-dominated areas, it's, we should just try to be ourselves because that's what it brings, like this variety, gender variety is what it makes 
the whole group enhance and improve in in future. Yeah, that's such great great advice, and I love. I think it's so important. You know, we kind of can't try and be a certain way to be in an industry because the reality is these industries need more diversity, don't they, and more different ways of looking at things and we need to be confident in being ourselves as well as being in these industries don't we yeah that's that's totally correct yeah mm. so did you always know that you were passionate about biomedical engineering or what sparked your interest in this area so I think so yeah, yeah. um I always uh I think like, well, the beauty of studying engineering is like you end up with uh, different skills and that brings you the opportunity to, after that, choose the field you want to be working on. So in my case, I always wanted to do like either work or doing research, well, mainly in the research area, like because that's very time consuming. You spend a lot of hours and you expect to have a really nice outcome. And in my case, I wanted to have this or have an impact on the society, like develop or improve something that can be useful or helpful for other people. So probably that's the reason why I choose like the medical field. And honestly, the aim during my research was to develop and try to improve and make the patient lifestyle easier. Oh, that's fantastic. And you've now used your studies and your passions to become the CEO of your own company. Um, Could you tell us a little bit more about this and what you're currently doing? Yeah, so this is very, very exciting. So Respirac is um, an active heated humidifier. So to give you a bit of context, um, patients that are breathing on artificial ventilation, they need the air that is coming to the lungs to be heated and humidify it externally. So that prevents uh, airway damage as well as you want to ensure like when this air reaches the lungs is at 37 degrees and 100% relative humidity. So there are currently in the market like two main um, like technologies or devices. And one of them, which is very common is like, it's just a big water tank where They heat the water, they evaporate the water, and then the patient breathes that water in. So, like, the main idea of developing Respirac was to reduce the size and eliminate that water. Because with these water tanks, um, it promotes bacteria growth and viruses. Like, this is, like, the most comfortable environment for this to uh, multiplicate. So, our idea was developing a very cheap like affordable technology small and portable so respirac technology is mainly is a filter that is placed in the breathing tubes so when the patient is exhaling the um, the filter captures all the moisture that is coming on the exhalation breath and then when the patient is inhaling this moisture that it was previously absorbed is released back into the patient lungs so it's kind of like the patient is using his own humidification and respirac mm-hmm. hits the air as well so we wow. comply using um like yeah ensuring like the patient like the air reaches the lungs at 37 and 100 relative humidity 
Yeah, wow, that's amazing. And that must be quite um, groundbreaking technology. I mean, you know, to think that that's coming from New Zealand yeah. <laughs> and that you've been involved in um, the creation of that. I mean, is it is it that sort of technology around uh, internationally or is it quite new? I mean, it's quite new. Like this is based in a patent uh, technology. And honestly, that's coming from years and years of research that... Uh, that, uh, yeah, I mean, we developed this technology based on like a specific need. We found like that was a, a gap in there that we could fill. And, uh, and yeah, that's uh, where everything came. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And what's the process been like in developing this technology? Because I can imagine it would have taken many years of perseverance and innovation. So it was mainly... Like this, this was the, um, the main outcome of my PhD research. So like uh, Respirac technology has like the core of the technology is like a smart fabric. And this fabric is what is absorbing and releasing the moisture. So that was, yeah, that was after three years of research in my like PhD. But I joined uh, IPTech, which is a research institute in the AUT. And that was coming from, like, Ivy Tech has been running, I think, over 25 years of research in this area. So, and I will say, like, it's a multidisciplinary research institute. And that's what it brings, like, these unique or developing new ideas or new technologies, because everyone is sharing knowledge and with different perspectives and points of views and everyone comes with different ideas. So that's what it brings like coming with new disruptive technologies. Yeah. It's amazing. We're such a great environment to be in to, to be able to innovate and create something like this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's, it's very important because if everyone is thinking the same or doing exactly the same things, then you don't question each other so then you don't come with the, these great, great uh, technologies. I guess, have you always been confident in yourself and the work you're doing? Or have you had moments where you've had some self-doubts? And if so, how have you overcome this? So definitely millions of self-doubts. And I think as everyone, like everything you do is, an, is a new thing. So you don't know if you're doing it right or wrong or what's going to happen after or what are going to be the consequences. So... Yeah, I'll say like in my cases, you get sometimes overwhelmed with a big problem that needs to be solved immediately and you don't know how to do it or even from where to start. So like the way I do it, and that's probably the advice I will do is like you just divide the things in very little steps or like, yeah, like going one by one little by little, and then at the end, you, you find out that you solve the problem or you overcome that situation. But if you look at the whole picture, it's so hard to identify from where to start. Just break it down in very little pieces and try to solve like all those little ones first. Yeah. Yeah, that's such great advice. I think sometimes people can know they're really passionate about something or they've got a big um, you know, business idea or invention they want to create. But the idea seems so overwhelming. Um, so I like that idea of just taking one step at a time and I guess just starting it is better than um, not doing anything, isn't exactly, it? Exactly, exactly. Just start with something and then just go step by step. 
And your company has now secured over a million dollars in investment. So a massive congratulations for, for that. Um, I'd be interested to know how was the process around growing, the, you know, starting the company, growing it and um, also seeking this investment? Yeah, so we are honestly very, very happy about that. And uh, so we finalized, so Respirac is running mainly from December, like 2021. So we are now just recently turning the lights on. So I was um, like uh, looking for the fundraising and dealing with uh, the license agreements because this is a patent technology, well, it was developed by AUT. So we moved through all this process um, with the negotiation and the fundraising. And yes, yeah, you will say like we uh, raised up to uh, 1.5 million and uh, our plan, well, or the main idea why we decided to move into a startup, it was because um, in June, July last year, we finalized our first inpatient clinical trials. And that was conducted here in New Zealand in Hamilton Hospital. So we obtained very successful results. So that's what it gave us like the confidence to move ahead with our fundraising. And um, we are in an early stage still. And our plan is uh, we, over the next six months probably is uh, properly R&D. So my role is going to be very technical again. And uh, uh, with the team, we need to um, refine our product, um, which is almost there, but you always like you want to improve a few things or optimize a few more things. Uh, and then for the second year, it will be a proper clinical trial. Like we need to conduct a bigger clinical trial that we, that we are planning to do in different countries, probably US, Europe, somewhere in Asia and New Zealand or Australia. So, yeah, we're expecting this race to last like for the next two years and perform our R&D clinical trials and spend a lot on marketing and connect with the right people to get the right advice to move them to the next step and to start commercializing it. Yeah. Amazing. It sounds like you're going to be very busy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's great. And it's um, like running your own business been something you've always wanted to do or is it sort of a new path that you've ended up taking? It's a completely new path for me. I mean, like my career or my experience has always been very, very technical and or academic. And But the opportunity came and it was very exciting. And now in this uh, COVID world pandemic situation, we found like this device can be very, very beneficial for the patients and also for, for the clinical staff because this will contain any possible leak of virus or bacteria from the respiratory system. So we found the opportunity that we, we need to speed the things up as much as we can and try to go uh, enter the market as soon as possible. And what's one piece of advice that you would give other young women listening that you wish that you had been told at some point during your career? Well, I will say like one of the advices I will say is uh, just do the thing that you like and it makes you happy, regardless of 
or overthinking if it's gonna go well or wrong. It's like just just do it because at the end, like we spend a lot of hours of our life working. So it's good to work or do the things that you really that makes you happy. And honestly, my case is um, I don't feel I mean we are very busy and we spend a lot of hours doing this, but this is what I like to do. So you don't feel like you are working. I mean, it's, it's a weird feeling to, to explain, I'll say, but if you are passionate about what you're doing, you just do it. And you don't look at the watch to see what time is it or how many hours have you done, you know? It's like, and it's very encouraging when you, the things you spend time doing uh, will go well. And you feel like at the end, like all this effort have a nice result. So an advice I will say, and with this coming back to your previous question, where you say like, I never thought about doing this startup or moving into the business side. And I was thinking it a lot, like I'm going to be prepared, I'm going to be ready. And I, I had a good friend that said, do it, don't think it, like just do it. You are going to learn the things you need to and you are going to move ahead. And yeah, and so far it's going fine. So hopefully I'm fingers crossed that uh, everything follows the plan. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. That's such good advice. And I think following your passions is so important because Actually, a lot of the women who I've interviewed have said the same thing, who have had such successful careers. You've got to enjoy what you do and love what you do yeah. um, and, you know, and find what that is and pursue it. So um, I think that's really great advice and it's so inspiring to see you um, as a woman leading the way in, you know, this field and in um, the business with what you're growing as well. Um, so if people would like to follow along with you or, you know, the company and just keep up to date with what's happening, where's the best place that they can find you? So we are in LinkedIn or in our website, like respirat.com. We have all the contacts. We are planning to post there all the results we are getting. How are we going ahead? Because it's very important to have the connection. And some people that I might be interested in, like, they just look at it and you have a nice chat and you learn a lot from talking with people to which has been either in the same situation or going through the same problems. So I we are more than welcome like to like like to get and to have any contacts with any people that wants to get more or give us some advice. That's fantastic. Great. Well thank you so much, Sandra, for sharing all your um insights and giving us a little bit of a um you know telling us to um you know find out a little bit more about um respect air and everything that you're doing there um so thank you again for sharing and look forward to seeing all the fantastic work you achieve over the next few years thank you very much elise it's been really nice talking to you today Thanks so much, Sandra, again, for taking the time to share with us on the Young Women podcast. If you'd like to stay up to date with the latest Young Women podcast, then make sure you follow along on our Instagram page and LinkedIn. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we look forward to bringing you some more episodes in collaboration with Icehouse Ventures, sharing the great stories of female founders and investors.